Welcome to the official African Auntie podcast. I am so excited to share with you today's episode as I have Rebecca Sano from Intentionary.com. Intentionary is a platform whereby Rebecca and her husband Yannick discuss their personal finance journey and also give you the necessary tools to live a life of financial independence. Rebecca is an entrepreneur, she is a writer, she is a blogger, podcaster. I will leave the details to her website in the description below. I am I'm so excited to share with you today's episode. We are talking about whether or not university is worth it. We are talking about the nine to five hustle. And we are also talking about the time that we started a band. Yes, when I was in high school, I was in a band, guys. But we'll discuss that in this episode to stick around. And as always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Wally underscore Mahara. Before we get started, I thought it'd be good for you just to share a bit about your history. So I know like for myself, um, I did like the in quotes traditional route of school and then I went to uni and then from uni, uni being university, for those of you who don't know, um, I worked. I mean, of course, before I got a job, I also like traveled um, and then came back to mm-hmm. the master's and then worked. But I know that for you, you have like a slightly different um, career history. So can you just tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, I pretty much, I uh, came into the UK when I was at uh, the age of nine. So I did the whole primary school from like year four all the way to year six. Same, Uh, twins. (laughs) Really? No way. Yeah, I came when I was nine. No um, way. When I was nine as well, yeah. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I, I, I was nine as well. I actually just turned nine. So we came here in December. We came to England in January. My birthday's in December. So it was right after I turned nine. So I did the sort of like the second half of year four all the way up to high school, through high school. And I went to college. Um, and my plan for the entirety of my education life since I was a kid was essentially to go to university that that was what my goal was or that was what the aim was because that's what you do when you're an African kid you go to university and you go and get a good job afterwards but um, it so happened actually that when I was applying for my unis I'd applied to a few unis actually Leeds and Manchester University for several courses got accepted mm-hmm. and everything and then I realized that I was actually being classified as a an international student so my fees were essentially like instead of the usual was it nine thousand mm-hmm. um, I had to pay like twelve thousand a year and I couldn't get a student loan for it so so that was basically because I was a permanent residence yes I was a permanent resident in the UK but I wasn't British quote-unquote British yet so mm-hmm. it was like a year before I was going to become British so I was like well I don't want to waste a year so I thought what can I do with this year so I decided to go for an apprenticeship mm-hmm. and I was like well at the end of the first year of my apprenticeship then I will go to uni because then I will be quote-unquote British with the British passport and get my student loan like everybody does or most people do at least mm-hmm. um yeah basically after I did start working that was at uh, the age of 18 in like 2013 um, I never actually went back to uni because I 
now my sort of awareness was um, opened to a route that was a contrary to the usual route of going to university. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, well, I'm getting qualifications in this apprenticeship role. I am also um, sort of like um, earning money at the same time. I don't have debt. I've not paid to be here. I'm actually getting paid to be here and mm-hmm. getting paid to learn. So for me, like things just started clicking into place. I was like, well, I could go to uni and then come out of uni with no years of working experience and have to fight for jobs like everybody has to at the end of uni. Or I could just write out this whole apprenticeship thing and see where it takes me. So Mm -hmm. long and short of it is, yes, I didn't go to uni after my apprenticeship, uh, which uh, I worked at for five years, but I completed my apprenticeship within the first two years. But I then obviously got taken on as a permanent member of staff and worked there for an additional three years after which I then changed career paths and then started working in um, the testing field which is software testing and I did that for a number of years after that so that's I hope that answered your question well yeah it does and I what I like about what you said is just that height that idea of like work experience because I think that's something that people don't realize that um of course like having a degree is important but like what's more important is the work experience side of it and I think you touched on like a really good point that you have people that have gone to university and they come out yet they're like struggling to get employed and usually it's because they don't have in quotes like the relevant work experience um and I think it's like it's good that at a young age you're able to make such a good judgment because it's crazy how you're supposed to make these decisions at like 16 17 18 like the rest of your life yeah Yeah. I mean obviously you can change as you go on but it's like got such a huge part to play Mm, mm, no I think you're still right I mean um it's, it's quite a big big decision because it's like whatever this decision is whatever you decide to do at that age Mm -hmm. um you have to stick with for the rest of your life pretty much right because it's such a big in terms of a monetary investment as well as a time investment uh Mm -hmm. and energy as well I mean university is not easy it's very very draining and very very tasking and it teaches yes a, a lot of skills and stuff like that but I also found that when I took my apprenticeship I also learned like a whole range of skills I think mm-hmm. when you're at that pinnacle age of being 18 especially in the UK that's when you enter into adulthood so for me uh, doing an apprenticeship from that age I like you know I got a car I learned how to budget my money poorly because I got into a lot of debt <laughs> but oh, no. yeah I mean but, that's a full university experience <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much pretty much yeah. so um even though I didn't do the usual route I still at that point in my life learned a lot of things about managing my money in terms of bills and um all the other responsibilities that were now upon me as an adult who was um who had a job or who was now you know supposed to be standing in their own two feet so yeah I think that obviously yes we're still young at that age and it's a lot to put on us but yeah it's also sort of like a really pivotal moment that I think yeah, I guess um, make or not make or break the rest of your life, but it will determine a lot of things for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's true. And I guess just to piggyback on that, would you say like you going through the apprenticeship route, would you say you think that that sort of disadvantaged you or do you think it gave you more skills that you could apply or do you have no opinion? Because obviously you've not done uni, so it's difficult to compare and contrast, but like just based on 
your experience like what would you say or if you've been applying for jobs in the future yeah. like has that impacted it in in any way um I'll say yes it did impact because some roles would be like oh we want somebody with a bachelor's degree or whatever it is they won't even say sometimes what they want it on they just want somebody with a degree and it's like oh okay cool Uh, I actually have working experience and I have done what you want me to be able to do but since you want a bachelor's degree I guess I can't apply for your job but Mm -hmm. I think that the world is changing especially I've seen it more so in the latter part of maybe the last few years compared to earlier on where it's no longer I think people are now becoming more accepting of the fact that university is not the sort of like um, premium route to getting up in sort of like the career that you want to do Mm -hmm. Um, they're actually also valuing experience and other alternative routes for people to get there and uh, as from my sort of like own research I know that apprenticeships are getting more and more sort of like popular Mm -hmm. but uh, in terms of whether I would do it again because I I can't really speak for the university side because I haven't done it I've only spoken to people who have done it like my sister friends and family members but uh, for me I if I if I if I had the knowledge that I have now and I was in the position that I was at the age of 18 and I could go to uni, so I wasn't in the predicament that obviously forced me to go to the apprenticeship route, I would 100% take the apprenticeship route again. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do uni, yeah. Yeah, and um, with what you said about like how the world is changing, I think like sometime last year, Google announced that they have created like this program I think it's like a six-month program that okay. you can um you can get on so for you can apply for this program and it's in place of like a university degree and I think you're absolutely right that where we're going there's going to be like a number of different courses or routes that people can take that don't follow the traditional educational path and especially yeah. like with the pandemic as well because people have been learning from home and essentially yeah. isn't that like doing an online course So it's like, yeah, so I think over time, I can see a situation whereby, I mean, even now, like university, because I went to university, and I genuinely loved it. I thought it was really enjoyable. But then Mm -hmm. I think some aspects of uni, like you rightly mentioned, you can learn them outside of uni. Um, I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm just touching Mm -hmm. on a lot of things now. But then as an example, like my degree was like, a three-year degree but you could read mm-hmm. a book and like learn economics in like a year mm. like you don't need three years to learn everything that you learned okay in that module okay. that's my yeah. assumption obviously like it's nice to have like a social setting where everyone's like around the same age etc yeah. etc but you can also get that from I don't know like volunteering abroad for a charity and everyone's yeah. like around the same age as well. So I think you're 100% right in saying that although like university is useful, but it's not like the be on end all and like where we're going, it mm-hmm. might not be necessarily as useful as it was um, or is currently and was like in the past. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think just to add to what you said, I completely agree. And for me, how my experience was anyways, because obviously most, if not all of my friends, actually went down the university route mm-hmm. I actually got to experience a bit of university life by visiting them um, you know going to university parties or whatever it was um, seeing how their campus life was like so it's like 
it's not like I don't have an idea completely and I didn't yeah. miss out from sort of like having my peers around me yes mm-hmm. I had to be more intentional with it because we weren't on the same campus going to the same classes going to you know the same dorms together but mm-hmm. um, I was able to actually you know meet up with them and do fun things with them that I wanted to do because obviously uh, when you end to the working uh, world most of the time you end up like working with people much older than you so it was good for me to have that balance where I still have my friends um, to hang out with and do young people things with fast forward to now so you've gone through like this whole apprenticeship route you accumulated this vast experience in like software testing and from your apprenticeship and like the companies that you worked for as well so currently one I think we met up was it last week or the week before Uh, we've Mm -hmm. met up quite a few times but I think (laughs) last week when we met up you were talking about how you are now going towards and you also mentioned it in your podcast like now you're doing a lot more like freelancing um can you just explain more about like where you are taking um your like your career currently and your plans going forward if that's okay to share no, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So basically, um, I've obviously done the whole nine to five now since I was 18. So for people who don't know, I'm now 26. So that's a good, my maths is not great, but eight years, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's eight years. Yes. Yeah, so I've been doing sort of like the corporate, uh, quote unquote, nine to five full time working for the last eight years. And, you know, it's been very, what's the word, um, rewarding in the sense that I've learned a lot of skills. I've met a lot of different people. I've had a lot of life um, experience and and it has also allowed me to become more aware of where, where and which direction I actually want to push my life into. Mm-hmm. So obviously you mentioned about the fact that I'm doing a, uh, some freelancing now. And yes, that's right. And that's because I've just basically after having all of the experience with the nine to five and doing that for so long, I've realized that that's not something that I want to do permanently. And to Mm -hmm. be honest, it wasn't ever anything that I intended to be my final goal. I don't, I didn't never saw myself sort of like working at a job or any job uh, until I was retiring, if that makes sense. It was always that I wanted to build my own business I always wanted to start something of my own but I just didn't have the clarity especially being so young about what that was and I was obviously on the endless search of my passion like I guess many people are and um, it wasn't until recently when I got made redundant from my recent job that that actually gave me the push to like be Mm -hmm. like okay I think I think it's now or never essentially right because Mm -hmm. I'm only I'm only getting older and I'm only going to make more excuses as I get older and have more responsibilities with regards to family and the like. Um, So I thought, you know what, it's now or never. So I've recently branched out into doing something on my own. At the moment, my main focus is um, teaching English online. And I found that that is something that um, not only do I enjoy it, but I find it very, very sort of like interesting and it's a field that because I enjoy writing and I enjoy linguistics it's something that it is so far out from I guess what I've done career-wise so far but it's actually more in my lane than I would have ever thought or imagined I always thought myself as the finance sort of like 
sector person which mm-hmm. is fine and it doesn't mean like I am not because that is also an yeah. interest of mine but uh, what I've actually done and what I did f- since last year was put down my own little mission statement which included just a few things that um, I enjoy so I remember listening to this guy his name is Ben Greenfield and mm-hmm. he was actually talking about how him and his wife and his sons uh, they all have a mission statement for their life and I was like oh that's such a cool idea and then he was like it's actually how you feel like oh you know always trying to find this one passion or one purpose in life and it's like we're such multifaceted people um, mm-hmm. it's very very hard to just hone in on just this one thing and especially for something some, somebody like me I get so easily bored by just doing the same thing yeah for a long time (laughs) same here like I can relate 100 percent yeah yeah (laughs) so for me it was like I I had to find sort of like a mix of the things that I am interested in so some of the things just off the top of my head include writing include teaching include music include um discussion like things like this I really really enjoy things like this Um, and uh, as well as also sort of like uh, my worship side and my faith side which is Mm -hmm. like sharing my faith so for me it it was about uh, being intentional about creating a life that surrounded those things so I obviously have mentioned teaching there so I kind of like combined my two interests which included the writing aspect and the linguistics with the teaching and found this um little idea that I was like "Hmm, this is actually this actually sparks my interest I'm like I'm liking that I'm actually in discussion with people when I'm doing this I like that I am um, sort of tapping into my linguistic knowledge and helping people with theirs and I I like that it's a sort of like a teaching opportunity where I can share and impart my wisdom the little that I do know to help other people so uh, for me that's how I kind of fell into this and it wasn't obviously something that I planned to do and um, as you know Wally I know we're talking before the podcast that uh, I've mentioned this in um, the podcast that I have as well uh, about obviously um, being made redundant and then the story behind that and what led up to it but yeah that's the long and short of me essentially now starting my own business. Yeah and when you mentioned music I had like a quick flashback. So back in the day, (laughs) Rebecca, her sister and I, we were like in this mini band. We were. (laughs) That would have been so cool. Yeah, like if we like went through with it. But I don't even know how it stopped. Like it just stopped. We were like... It almost stopped as soon as it like like started, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Because we just met up for like three practices and then that was it. (laughs) But that was actually going to be something that would be so awesome. So yeah, if, if you guys don't know, if you've not already mentioned uh, Wally on your podcast before, but Wally is an awesome bassist. She's very, very talented and looks very cool when she's playing the bass. <laughs> I have not played in like properly like in over a year, but I no probably way. should get back to it. Yeah, like even you, like I've not seen you play in a while. I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know what, what happens when we get older, man. We need know. to get back to our, you know, youthful days. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And one thing that I liked as well from what you talked about was this whole idea of like the nine to five. I remember mm. like when I was in uni, um, you'd have like these career talks and mm. you'd have like people coming in from different companies, like people from the university. And they'll talk about like, oh, graduate. Once you graduate, you can get a job in such and such a company etc etc 
and of, of course like they were saying that to be helpful mm-hmm. but I feel like growing up I've never really had any exposure to like an alternative way of working yeah. like usually it was something within like defined within like a nine-to-five role and if you're not doing a nine-to-five role it's probably like you're doing shift work mm. um and I think as I'm getting older and as I'm getting exposed to like different ways of living so for instance you've said that like you're teaching English online and there's like people who are freelancing maybe they're like they're freelance like software developers or whatever like you learn that you don't have to like limit yourself to like that nine to five but I feel like when you're younger it's not a thing it's either like you follow your passion and you become like a rapper or like a musician or like you like just get like a traditional job of like nine to five or if you don't get like a quote-unquote professional job you just do like shift work um I don't know like at like a fast food place for example and I think it's really cool that now there's more exposure to like different ways of working yeah yeah and I think that obviously I think our generation I'll say from maybe millennials upwards to gen z and whatnot I think we're requiring much more than just you know, what the standard status quo has been since, because Mm -hmm. it's like, we just want more fulfillment. And I think in the day and age that we're living, we, we see that that is a possibility. So I think we're fighting for it more and more. So the world is essentially adapting to that because obviously more of us are now like in maybe our twenties or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we are creating those innovative companies those forward-thinking uh flexible companies or um we're making careers normal that were maybe once viewed only as passions or you know like you said you could either be the one who goes off the off the rails or whatever and does the whole passion thing or you just go into your standard nine to five a job or shift work job uh, but now there are so many avenues I mean like the world is changing every day the mm. internet is expanding that's a big part of what is happening in the world right now um, and it's an exciting time to be alive I think it's an exciting time to really uh, be able to hone and create your reality uh, in a way that maybe we've not been able to do before now. I completely agree because I feel like um, when you speak to like adults, adults being people who are over the age of like 40, 50, so like our parents, yeah. usually when they talk about work, it's almost like a job is just a job. So you have your professional self and it's like separated from like your private self and your family. Yeah. Whereas I feel like for our generation, you have YouTubers, vloggers, like people whose yeah. life or like their personal brand is their job. Yep. Whereas like in the past, like that wasn't a thing. Like you're even act like you're an actor and you're Mm. acting on screen and then you come off screen, you're now like your person. But now it's like, Mm. like you rightly mentioned, like there's more like desire to be fulfilled and satisfied from work. Yeah. Um, But another part of me also thinks like, is that necessarily a good thing as well? Because does that not lead us, lead people to a situation whereby they just become unhappy. I know that that's not where we wanted to go with this discussion, (laughs) but I'm just thinking like, do you think that can also have an impact in terms of like our happiness? Because we'll be like, yeah, I'm not fulfilled. And then you keep chasing, shooting Mm. for the stars to the point whereby you're trying to find this perfect job and Mm. it's not there. Like what are your thoughts on that? I think, you know, like social media now because it's such a big part of our lives most of us at least Mm -hmm. um I think there's a danger of 
being influenced to have desires that maybe under normal circumstances would not be your own desire. So I know that the term for this, if you essentially like inherit a desire from the fact that somebody else desires that desire, it's called Mm -hmm. a mimetic desire. It's Mm -hmm. not like an authentic desire. And it's sort of something that we as humans do. So if, for example, um, I admire you, for example, um, Wally, and you say, oh, I really want to, we were talking about this before. So you can say like, oh, I really want to start like a video podcast to kind of couple up with this. So because we have people in our lives that we admire, and then you start wanting that, then I might start wanting that. Does that make sense? So even like, yeah, for does. example, if we have like um, influences or that we admire on social media, if they start wanting a particular type of life that maybe we've not, not even considered before, but the fact that we've got that relationship with them, even though obviously it's not a, a back and forth relationship, but we know them and we're aware of their story and they share with us desires that they have, then we start to inherit those desires and then start to own them like our own. And then you have obviously that disparity between um, the fact that you might, that particular story that particular desire or that particular reality might not actually be right for you so we're obviously looking at these images and these goals that are very very far beyond maybe what our actual lives might uh, and how our actual lives might actually make sense with them and fit with Mm -hmm. them so I think that there is definitely that um, that trap where you're like you're setting these goals and to be honest, they are maybe even not your own goals because the other sort of uh, danger of it is that you can then achieve those goals even and then realize that that's not actually what you ever really wanted. It was yeah. only something you wanted because of proximity because I think we actually had a chat about this uh, in one of our gatherings. It was a way back, but I think everybody has wanted to be a rapper at some point because maybe um, <laughs> you were surrounding yourself by by friends who were interested in rap music. So I definitely, I was called Ripple Rebs at one point and I was- Wow, Ripple Rebs in the beauty. Ripple Rebs, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, ripple revs in the house <laughs> and I had this desire to want to rap and it was like I, I don't think that to be honest that is the uh an honest sort of like reflection of my true desires and I, I only know that now because obviously I'm older and I have a clearer idea of what my desires are but because of the proximity and maybe the influence that I had at that time it was what I wanted to do does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I completely mm. agree with what you're saying that it's kind of like if you're around. So for example, at work, like people at my work, mm-hmm. like during the winter, like everybody's going skiing and I've mm-hmm. never had a passion for skiing, but because everybody's <laughs> going skiing, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should book a ski holiday. <laughs> and you're exactly. right. Exactly. That, That's like, a good it, example. <laughs> yeah. That you can, it can show itself in like different ways based on like the people that are around you. And I think you're 100% right because, and I think that's something that if somebody, if you're listening to this and you're like quite young, it's something that you have to fight with because it's kind of like, I know even for university and like the type of degrees that people choose, sometimes Mm. they just choose them based on what their friends or other people are doing without actually thinking like, okay, where do I see myself in 10 years? Is this something that I genuinely want to do? Because I know people as an example, like who did law because their friends are Mm. doing law and they're like, Mm. oh my God, it's so boring. I just keep Mm. reading. But it's like, Mm. yeah, but what did you expect to do? Like, obviously Mm. you're just going to be reading. Like that's what lawyers do. But it's like, Mm. they didn't really 
think about whether or not that's what they wanted to do with their life but it was just based on um what like the desires of the other people around them and then they like internalize them so absolutely 100 right yeah yeah and because like for my a bunch of my friends it was psychology so it wasn't law but it was psychology (laughs) I I have so many people in my life who took psychology and I can honestly say that none of them actually ended (laughs) up doing psychology yeah in the end which is obviously I mean it's fine they went through those motions and they found that out that it wasn't their thing but it is completely right what you're saying you kind of bounce off of the people around you and it's not to say that it's uh, disingenuous in that moment because you might actually truly your desires might conform to your surrounding because that's that's Mm -hmm. just how we operate as human beings but like you're saying especially if you're young it's so important to really um as much as possible, try and really get to know your true desires. I know it's so difficult and I'm kind of talking Mm. from the other side, but um, try as much as possible to do it. (laughs) Yeah, you're 100% right. And I think just to wrap up with what you've said, I'm definitely going to check out the podcast or the whatever you mentioned by Ben Mm -hmm. Greenfield about having like a mission statement. Because I think, I mean, I haven't listened to it, but based on the way you've described (laughs) it, but I can imagine that once you have like a mission statement for your life and um, once you conceptualize like the things that drive you, it becomes harder to like shift from that because you're like, no, this is where I'm going. I'm not going to just fall into the trap of following like the next best thing. I'm not just going to become a YouTuber because everybody's a YouTuber, but I'm actually going to follow like what I want to do and what's in line with my mission statement. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's, that's the long and short of it. It's like when there is no other influences really critically take a look at what you would actually do. Like if the, Mm -hmm. if there was, if there were no viewers, if you, if if there were no listeners, what would you, what would actually drive you? What makes you feel alive? What, what, what makes you feel like I am alive? Like those kind of questions and whatever you come up with, you know what I mean? Like, even if it's just being out in nature, maybe find something that allows you to be out in nature. Maybe you think, oh, maybe I could work with Go Ape. That's the only out- outdoorsy thing I know. <laughs> no, <laughs> or you can be a, a, marine, a marine biologist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be a marine biologist, you know, do something that is actually going to put you in the surrounding or actually uh, spark your interest. You know what I mean? So absolutely. I... I definitely, definitely encourage that. Yeah, I completely agree. And just to add to that, I'll also say like, have something that can also pay you. And I don't know if it's <laughs> yeah. because this is like, a, like I mostly talk about finance, but mm-hmm. I honestly just add that on because I know that some people follow their desires and then over time they lose energy, even though they love their desires, but it's just because mm. they might not have enough income. So follow mm. your desires strategically so that you can also live well because money is also important yes absolutely (laughs) okay before you go I just want to ask you a couple of questions so the Mm -hmm. first question I have is so at the moment are you watching like any cool shows on Netflix or whatever streaming like um, application you use or are you listening to any cool podcasts Mm, okay so I've recently, uh, only recently, finished watching something called Superstore on Netflix. I'm really into funny uh, short snippet shows nowadays. So mm-hmm. this has been a lineup of a lot. So I watched The Good Place. I watched New Girl. I watched, yeah, like I said, Superstore. Now I'm actually watching Unbreakable. 
absolutely love those kind of shows. It's a good way for me to wind down at the end of any day and just relax and actually laugh and not think about all of the major big things happening in the world because sometimes it can be like so so overwhelming so uh that's what i like to do uh one of my go-to playlists to be honest uh which is always um something that i listen to is the podcast by the minimalists i'm really really um I'm really, really interested in the minimalists sort of like message message that they sort of promote. Mm-hmm. Um, I practice minimalism as much as I can. I wouldn't say I'm a minimalist, but I definitely live minimally in many ways. And another cool podcast that I've been listening to is one actually by my dear friend, um, Marcia Pondai, and it's called The Candid Creator. So that's a really good play, um, podcast for people who just are you know, modern day creators and going through any kind of like creator struggles that we all kind of go through. So yeah, I think that that's a really down to earth, um, real talk on um, motivating creators to be all that they can be and want to be. Oh, that sounds really exciting. Yeah, please do share the link. And then one last thing before you go, if those advice that you'd give to yourself when you were, let's say like 21 and under, what would that advice be? Or even 18, like, what would you say Mm. to yourself? Mm. I would say to myself, don't be scared to break the rules. Don't be scared to, like, swim off course. Because for me, to be honest, um, I feel like I know a lot now. And uh, I don't know if I would... I don't have any regrets. I never have any regrets in my life, even things that I think I should have done differently. I, I, I just don't like to live in regret. I don't have any regrets at all. Um, but maybe I wish that I learned certain things sooner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes like maybe not going along with the usual status quo for as long as I did, even when it was making me uh, unhappy. Yeah. So that was mainly because I didn't want to disappoint my parents. Um, That was a very big factor. Um, I didn't want to lose my social image as to what I had upheld for so long. So I had always been this sort of like um, had it all together, uh, has a job, kind of like working my way up the ladder the Mm -hmm. um, building my career kind of person so I didn't want to tarnish that image of myself um, at least that I thought people had of me Uh, so I was always scared to kind of be like just quit all of that and just start a whole new page out of the blue like that was super super scary for me so I would say uh, to my younger self it's not that big of a deal you know what I mean what's the worst that can happen like literally what's the worst that could happen uh follow your passions follow your inner voice and you will be absolutely fine thank you so much for coming on the official African auntie podcast Rebecca bye welcome it was a pleasure (laughs) bye-bye Thank you for listening to the Official African Auntie podcast. For the show notes, check out walimahara.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me um, at walimahara.com or feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at walimahara. Feel free to slide in those DMs. Uh, <laughs> feel free to slide in those DMs. Comment 
on um my posts on instagram and i will reply i always try my best to reply but i hope you have a very productive day